If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to all of my fellow Yankee fans and welcome to episode 35 of the Yapping Yankees podcast where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, February 23rd, 2020. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. It is Sunday, February 23rd again, which means it is the day after the first spring training game. Spring training has arrived. Baseball is back, and I could not be happier. I feel like a little kid on Christmas, as I do every single year at this time when baseball returns. I just get so excited. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Everybody gets so tired of me when I always talk about this time of year and how excited I am that baseball's back. I never shut up. I go on Twitter. I tweet a million times. I talk to my family, I talk to my friends, and it's all that I talk about. Baseball's back, baseball's back, <laughs> and I just couldn't be happier. So, the first spring training game, again, was yesterday, and all of the spring training discussion there is to discuss, and thankfully, there is going to be no talk about the Astros. I put that subject to bed on last week's one-hour-long episode where I just put them to rest and I put the conversation to rest because I just made sure to leave it all out there, all my feelings on it, reacted to a bunch of clips on last week's episode, as you guys all know, which I hope you guys got to listen to it. If you didn't, go back and listen to episode 34, put a lot of work into the episode, had a ton of fun doing it, and it really should not be missed if you like to hear lots of good, compelling baseball talk and Yankees talk. Go back and listen to it. Plus, I'd spent enough time talking about the Astros on prior episodes, and I'm honestly just exhausted by the topic at this point. But again, the main topic here being that baseball is back with spring training being here. The first game was yesterday. The Yankees took on the Blue Jays. And now with that being said, also when it comes to opening day, opening day is only 32 days away from today, which is also insane because I cannot believe that in about a month's time from now, we're going to be talking about games that actually count. But the thing that matters the most to me is that regardless of whether or not the games count, we have baseball back. That's what I care about. But just a little quick note before we get into things on episode 35 here. Now, I'm not exactly sure when this episode is going to release tonight. As you know, most weekends, basically all of them with the exception of a couple of them, I always usually record, edit, and release Yapping Yankees on Sunday. Sunday's the day for Yapping Yankees. That's just the way it is. But tonight, I'm not exactly sure, just a little announcement, I'm not exactly sure when this episode is going to be released because I'm recording this now very early in the day. It's barely 1 o'clock in the afternoon right now, so the spring training game, the second game, the Yankees against Tampa Bay should be starting right about now. But regardless, 
I'm not 100% sure when this is going to be released tonight because right after this, right after I'm done recording, I'm going to a family member's house. I don't want to say who because, of course, we just found this out. And the details aren't really important for anybody else but my family. But I did have a loss in the family that I just found out about this morning. And it happened in the middle of the night last night. But um, I am not sure when exactly this episode is going to release because I'm going to be spending most of today with my family. And I did want to just record this and get it out of the way early, even if I'm not going to edit it until later. And I made this announcement on Twitter as well today. And I might put it on Instagram. We'll see. But I did want to announce it, although, you know, this doesn't mean anything to those who are listening right now when it's released because it's released right now. But I'm just saying if it's not released today, which it most likely will be at some point tonight, but it will be released tomorrow, the latest. But I'm just not exactly sure when this is going to be uploaded tonight because I'm going to be spending much of the day with family. But we'll see what happens. I do appreciate everybody that gave their condolences on social media already. I appreciate every one of you. Truly, you're all amazing. Thank you. But I just wanted to make that quick announcement. I'm not exactly sure when this is going to be up tonight, but I'll get it up when I can. And, you know, I'll have the link for you guys and you guys will be able to listen to it on social media whenever you want after that, of course, as it is every week. But just to bring the mood back up after that little announcement, I did want to make a quick announcement regarding last week's episode as well, episode 34, as I did announce on the episode last week, it did make the Yapping Yankees debut on YouTube. So Yapping Yankees is on YouTube now. Again, as I announced last week, episode 34 kicked things off on YouTube and what an episode it was to kick things off. But every episode from now on until I say otherwise, if I happen to stop doing it at some point, I don't have any plans to stop as of yet, but every episode as of now is also going to be on YouTube. So now, Yapping Yankees, as the expansion continues, can now be found on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So we're on multiple platforms now, guys. This thing is real, you know? (laughs) We're expanding Yapping Yankees here. But again, since episode 34 kicked things off on YouTube, which I couldn't be happier about, please go watch episode 34 again, as I said earlier, if you haven't already. Of course, if you're listening to this on YouTube right now, then I don't have to tell you to go listen to episode 35 because obviously you are right now. But as far as the videos themselves are concerned on YouTube, for the foreseeable future, it'll just be what it was last week. The Yapping Yankees logo will be the thumbnail and there won't really be anything on the screen because I figured since it's a podcast, you're just listening to it. So what does it matter if there's a static picture or anything on the screen, right? So that's what it'll be, at least for now. But I'm just glad for it to be there in general. So please subscribe if you have not already to the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel. I'd appreciate that so, so much. But let's keep things rolling here on episode 35. On to this week's poll we go. Now, another explanation really quick for this poll, because there's just always something, as we all know, especially when it comes to technology and or social media. Now, something really weird happened with this poll yesterday when I posted it on Twitter. It went up on Instagram just fine. There were no problems with that. But on Twitter, of course, there's always something. So what happened with Twitter was that when I put the poll up originally, it had compiled a good amount of voting numbers. It was only up for about 20 minutes, and there were already like hundreds of people that had voted and a decent amount of replies, like 15, 20 replies already. And then the poll got taken down. I just went there and someone replied to it and I was trying to reply to it and it said can't reply to a post that's a part of a deleted tweet. I was like, what do you mean a deleted tweet? So I, I scrolled up and it said my poll tweet was unavailable. It was gone. And I swear I have no idea how. So I had to repost the poll. <laughs> So all of these replies and these voters are not the true numbers because they were even more on the original post. So what I'm going to do 
is that since I still have the replies to the original poll post in the tweets and replies section of my Twitter page, I'm just going to shout out the ats for those who replied to the original poll, and if they also replied to the new reposted poll, they'll get another shout out with their reply to the new reposted poll. So those who replied to the old poll and the new one, I guess are going to be getting two shout outs, which is awesome for you, and thank you for doing that, you deserve it. But it was just really annoying to deal with at the time, because I was like, I just posted this, and now it gets taken down thanks twitter for nothing but let's get into the poll right now i'm gonna first just get out of the way the portion of shouting everybody out who replied to the original poll i'm not going to read your replies to the original but you're going to get your ads shouted out and then i'll just read the replies to the new reposted poll but the ones who replied to the original poll were as follows my good friend at from dave till dawn be sure to go give dave a follow at official 52011 underscore two you're getting two shout outs, my friend, because I do remember you replied to the reposted poll as well. At Laker 477, at Black Rebirth 52, at Idolo Tranquilo, at Bessie Best 77, at Greg the Poetical, my girlfriend at Vic Salimo, my good friend at Chris Vitali, at Andy NY2, my good friend at Laura underscore Icemont, and my friend Kevin YYC85. So those are the ones who replied to the original poll before it got taken down fairly soon after it was posted. Extremely frustrating, but thank you guys. So let's finally get to this week's poll. And now this is the reposted one, so I obviously let off the tweet with apologizing to everybody for having to repost it because the original poll was gone for some reason. But here is this week's poll question. With spring training arriving, I thought I'd ask a question about, guess what? Spring training, you guessed it correctly. You must be brilliant. So here's here's the question. Out of these options, which are you most looking forward to this spring? And of course, if you reply below, you get a shout out on the podcast. Now here are the choices for what you may be looking most forward to this spring. The first choice is Andujar and what happens with Miguel Andujar. The second choice is the battle for the rotation spots, which has gotten even more intense with the announcement of Luis Severino's forearm tightness issues, which we'll get into later in the Yankees news portion. The third choice is just stay healthy in all caps, because of course it is very important, not only because of the early injury news of the spring so far, but also because of, of course, what happened last year with the injury plague on the Yankees. And the fourth choice is other, and leave a comment for anything else you come up with. If there's anything else in spring training that you happen to be very, very excited about seeing. And the choice, shockingly, I did expect this, the choice of stay healthy won by earning 68% of the vote. The choice of Miguel Andujar came in second, earning 20% of the vote. The choice of battle for rotation spots came in third with 9% of the vote. And 4% of you said other. So stay healthy is definitely at the top of everybody's priorities, as I feel it should be. I think that's very appropriate. So let's get right into those replies. At Tegan Graham 23 said, I look forward to seeing these young guys really take advantage of getting a chance to play with the big guys. I'm also looking forward to more mic'd up Tommy tight pants, and I'll be rooting on my new favorite player, number 69, Hoi Jun Park. There's a hint of Ichiro in his batting stance. <laughs> All right, if you enjoy Ichiro batting stances, then I guess he's for you. And oh my god, Tegan, I'm so glad you brought up the Tommy Canely video. Because of how much I bombarded last week's episode with clips, I'm not going to get this one this week. It was very quick anyway, but there was a clip like the Britain and Canely one I played for you on episode 34, but this time it was primarily Canely. And the clip was probably only like a minute long. It was just him acting like the fun, goofy psycho that he is. And all I have to say is that the world could use psycho Tommy Canely on a regular basis. That's content we could all use on the regular. Amazing. I I died at the part when he looked in that room with the tape across the doorway to get in. And he yelled for Britain like, Brit! Brit! <laughs> 
If you haven't seen it, you got to go on Twitter or online in general and just type in Tommy Canely or Tommy Canely videos and just enrich your life with the craziness of Tommy tight pants. Amazing stuff. It was so good. At Laker 477 says, after last season, players staying healthy is my biggest concern and the thing that I will be most focused on, not only during spring training, but throughout the season. Totally understandable. You can't really argue with that. <laughs> that is top priority. Then we have my girlfriend at Vic Salimo says, stay healthy. All the others can't happen if we don't have healthy guys. I want to see a fully or close to fully healthy team throughout the season. We're going to need everyone on deck at their best to get 28. And that's true. That is definitely true. At Elizabeth G 1017 says, even though top priority is to stay healthy, I'm looking forward to seeing how Andujar does offensively and which position he'll play defensively. Yes, that's going to be really interesting because we all know third base is basically Gio's job to lose at this point. We know that there are rumors of Andujar playing first. He's already gotten a lot of reps in the outfield, apparently, according to people who have been there for spring training. They've seen him taking a lot of reps in the outfield, which is very, very interesting. So we'll see where he plays. I mean, I think the more versatility for him personally, the better. At MountainGal456 says, As much as I'm curious about all that are listed here, I'm still very curious about Miggy's progress and how far he's come and where he'll end up in the lineup. So at MountainGal456, otherwise known as Tina, one of my best listeners, she is interested in at least all of these, but is very interested to see what happens with Duhar. Then we had my good friend at NYY underscore Kate says, Most, eh? Hmm. I guess that means you're interested in all of them at least a little bit, which makes sense. At Peace Now for Life says, I had to say other because I'm looking forward to all of it. Seeing where Anduhar fits in best, the battle for the rotation spots, who will rise above, and of course, looking forward to seeing all the guys healthy and ready to run for number 28. Aren't we all, Rebecca? At Krang44 says, if he's healthy and can adjust to multiple spots, he will be a very dangerous weapon. I assume he meant Anduhar, which he later confirmed that he did. So, Tony's looking forward to Miguel Anduhar and his progress this spring. At Long Island Gal says there were only three players last year that weren't out with injuries last year. Well, we know that there were very, very few players that did not get hurt. We know that. 30 players, I believe there are 39 IL stints. It's unheard of. Unheard of. Literally unheard of. At Laura underscore Eismont says, staying healthy. We're all concerned for the players, especially since we don't want a repeat of last season. P.S. How dare Twitter delete the original poll tweet? <laughs> Yes, how dare they, if they did in fact do that. I, st I still don't know how it went away. I truly don't. At Evan D. Wessel 4 says, All three have impact and meaning to me. The most important is to stay healthy, but so is finding the rotation and hopefully a spot for that lethal bat. That is definitely true. All of them hold at least a little value. At Bobby Tats 631 says, Saying other. As much as I'd like to see how King and Garcia battle for a rotation spot, I'm more curious to see Estrada and Floreal. Estrada can be a solid utility guy as he continues to mature, and I've been high on Floreal for the past few years and want to see him break out. We well, have yeah, Floreal has been bogged down by injuries at times, and we just haven't really seen him go to the major leagues and break out big yet. I mean, who knows if it'll happen eventually. Floreal has particularly had problems with wrist injuries in the past. But the Yankees right now have plenty of outfield options. I mean, the acquisition of Mike Talkman looks great right now. You have Brett Gardner still out there. You have Giancarlo Stanton who could go out there. You have Aaron Judge, of course, in right field. And when he comes back, you have Aaron Hicks. So there are a lot of outfield options. So I'm not sure there really is much room for Floreal. There's not even much room for Clint Frazier even because they were even just talking about since Clint was playing yesterday's game. It's hard to imagine even Clint finding a spot on this team, not only because of his defensive struggles, but the Yankees are mainly all good to go. I mean, of course, health permitting. 
if there's another plague of injuries this year, you could very well see all these guys get a chance. But with full health, I'm not really sure the Yankees see much of a need for Florial right now. Again, they could down the road, but I don't see it right now. Not saying that he's not talented. I'm definitely not saying that. But right now, with health permitting, I think the Yankees are all set to go. So we'll see how they manage with that. But I definitely understand. And Estrada showed a lot of promise in the infield as well. So maybe Estrada could be back again as a utility guy. I definitely understand that. But we'll see. I don't blame you for being excited for either of those guys. They're both really solid talents. At Adolo Tranquilo says, I'm looking for new players to make an impact on the team. All right, so perhaps those rotation guys could be that. We'll see. Davey Garcia, Michael King, Clark Schmidt, who knows? At Sean 9966-0764. God, you guys got to get those numbers under control in the ads. <laughs> he says, I voted for stay healthy. All right, it's hard to disagree. At Bronx Bombers 46 also says stay healthy for sure. At official 52011 underscore two says stay healthy. A lot of people just saying stay healthy. At Javer 31 says if this team stays healthy, the sky is the limit. I agree that if they stay healthy, I mean, there really isn't much of an excuse to not win the World Series if everybody's healthy. They got a pretty damn good team. But then we had at Captain Judge 99 says Clint Frazier. All right, we got someone who's interested in Clint. But that is all for the Twitter replies. And as we know, this is a little skewed this week, as are the results here, because there should be more votes and replies because my original poll tweet was taken down on Twitter. But regardless... I still gave you guys who replied to the old one, whether or not you replied to the new one, your shout outs. And hey, if you replied to both, you got two shout outs again. So thank you all for voting and replying and interacting as always. Love each and every one of you. And hey, for those of you listening on YouTube, don't forget, and I mentioned this last week, if you want to participate on the poll, I might put this on YouTube eventually, but for now I'm just sticking with Twitter and my Insta story. But if you want to vote on the poll, be sure to go follow my other social medias. Follow me on Twitter if you don't already, at Mike Scudero, and follow me on Instagram at MikeScuds97. You could find the poll on either of those each and every week and participate on those by voting, replying. So for now, if you want to participate on those polls, be sure to go do that. It's a lot of fun. But thank you to each and every one of you on Twitter. Let's head on over to Instagram real quick. And then we'll get into some Yankees news. Finally, just some Yankees news. All Yankees on the show today, as it should be. But over on Instagram, we'll take a look at the poll there. Same question applied. And again, as I usually explain every week when I have at least three or four choices on Twitter, how I have to manage and fix things on Instagram because they only allow you two voting options with the polls in the Insta stories. So again, the same question applies out of these options. Which are you most looking forward to seeing throughout this spring? And now, since I had to minimize the two choices out of my original four from Twitter, I put as the first choice Andujar slash pitchers, meaning Andujar or slash, you know, battle for the rotation spots or the starting pitchers. And then the second choice was health slash other. And in this poll, not by much, but the choice of health slash other was victorious 56% against the 44% who voted for Andujar slash pitchers. So everybody's main concern, as I feel it should be, and it's really tough to disagree with, is health. We got a reply on Instagram this week. My mom, Julia Gina Scudero, says, I want healthier players. But honestly, I'm 50-50 on both. I've been waiting for consistent pitching forever, but their health issues have been a plague. They have been a plague. <laughs> They've been nothing short of a plague, definitely. And another reply that I got on Instagram from SoulSearcher420 says, A healthy Floreal. I have to see what Cashman sees in him. If he starts hitting, then look out. 
Well, it's another example of a guy that we know has a lot of talent, and we just know that he's been bogged down by injuries. Again, the wrist injuries that I mentioned earlier, he's had a lot of complications with the wrist. And if he's out there healthy and he gets a chance to be on this team, if some guys happen to get hurt again and they need reinforcements from the minors, perhaps we'll get to see that hitting ability from Floreal. We'll see. So again, to everybody, before we move on to the Yankees news portion of this podcast, thank you so, so much for interacting on the poll, whether you were on Instagram or Twitter. The Instagram poll even went up a bit late because I was busy dealing with everything on Twitter and the fact that my original poll got taken down. But thank you all to everybody on Twitter as well, who especially the ones who replied to both polls. You guys are just the best. Thank you very much. Maybe with the next poll, hopefully nothing happens. Maybe we could just get clean results with posting the poll one time on each social media platform and on time. Maybe Maybe we can get even more results and even more replies because there were the usual amount of replies, but I just lost so many of them because of losing the original posted tweet. But again, thank you to all of you who interacted this week. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you more than I can put into words. But let's get into the news for this week and talk a lot of Yankees before we wrap up episode 35 this week. There's so much to discuss when it comes to the Yankees news. Of course, spring training is here, but with it, a lot of injury panic. Seems to be settling in a bit because of some early reports about Judge's shoulder being sore and now Luis Severino with quote-unquote loose bodies in his elbow and experiencing forearm tightness with that. And he was sent back to New York for a lot of testing. But when it comes to Judge, though, it will hit on one at a time. When it comes to Judge, though, this time, thankfully, it seemed like it wasn't much that some days of rest couldn't take care of because as of Friday, according to Aaron Boone, he was swinging and throwing again and he seems ready to go. They kept on saying he seems game ready, he's all set to go, not talking about any pain, so that is a big, big relief, thank God. Because I even went on social media a couple of months ago, and this has nothing to do with it, I want all the players on the Yankees healthy regardless, but I did go on social media and predict Aaron Judge to have a big breakout year like he did in 2017 when he was a rookie, and I really, really anticipate on him having this big season, and he can't do that if he's not healthy. So I really, really am aiming for Aaron Judge to be on the field this entire year, if not the entire year, almost the entire year. I don't want him missing 50-plus games again. I want him out there. I want him hitting 45-plus bombs this year, as I predicted, because I think he can do it. I know he can do it. We have evidence on paper that he can after what he did in 2017 as a rookie for crying out loud. So why can't he go out there and do it again if he's healthy? Because we all know what he's capable of. We all know Aaron Judge's potential. And we all know that he's capable of accomplishing it because, again, he has done it. So I predicted that he would have a 45-plus home run season and get back out there and just take over this game again and start murdering some baseballs the entire season this time. But when it comes to Severino, though, it's a, it's a bit different because, I mean, whether this ends up being a big deal or not, it has to be frustrating for him, again, even if it doesn't turn out to be long-term because he's so young and he missed so much time last year as it is. And he was able to come back towards the end of the season and put some good starts together, of course. And he was able to get back out there and get back in the groove. And then before spring training games even started this year now, to experience the forearm trouble is really, really frustrating. And it, apparently it was only when he threw the changeup. Aaron Boone was specific with that. He said whenever he threw the change up he complained about experiencing this pain so maybe it's just the motion he's throwing his change up or I, I don't know what it is but apparently there wasn't really any word about this whenever he throws his fastball or slider it was primarily when he threw his change up that he would complain about this discomfort 
So I don't know, maybe work on the way he's throwing his change up once we get more word on the tests that are being done. But it's a really frustrating problem to have early on. And you can only hope that it's not that big a deal. But it was really just like, come on, when the news first came out. Because it said this was something he was experiencing going back months. Yet again, sort of sort of mirroring what was going on with Paxson. Because they said Paxson's injury was sort of giving him trouble going back to the Texas series. Which, if you recall, the Yankees faced Texas in the last series of their regular season in 2019. That was the last week of the season. And... The Severino discomfort had been going on probably a little bit after that. So they had been continually testing it throughout the offseason. And all the tests continually came back negative. I think they spoke of a test that he took in January. And they kept on coming back negative. Despite him complaining about this forearm tightness. Especially when he threw his change up again. I don't know. It's really, really weird. I guess right now, once we get more word on these tests, they'll try to treat him conservatively because as we know, doctors want to do everything they can before going to surgery. It's kind of like the last resort, the last option, just as what they do if there's nothing else that that could fix the injury at hand. But right now he's got the forearm tightness. It seems it could be linked to the elbow and he's got loose bodies in there, but there was nothing about any structural damage to the UCL or the elbow itself or anything of the sort. Just these loose bodies. It sounds somewhat similar to what Tanaka experienced with the UCL years ago when people were afraid that he was going to get Tommy John surgery and he never did and he's been able to pitch all these years so hopefully if it's anything like Tanaka's this won't be that much of a problem that'll harass Severino for long term and he'll be able to go out there and still pitch effectively. But again, we'll probably get better word on it as time goes along. But the media has spoken to Aaron Boone and guys on the Yankees and asked how concerned they are. And they said, well, yeah, it is concerning. Whenever they spoke about Judge's shoulder soreness, they always said, no, nah, it's really not a concern for us. We don't really think it's a big deal. Nothing that some rest can't fix, really. Probably just shaking off the rust coming back here to spring training for the first time. And it seems that might have been the case. But with Severino, whenever they were asked about him and sending him back to New York and waiting on these tests, they seemed a bit more concerned. I'm no doctor, but if it's just these loose bodies, I can't imagine it's anything that'll keep him out long term. Because right when the news came out, people were already throwing up red flag for Tommy John, this and that, and let's just pray that it's not Tommy John, because that would be a disaster. Because Severino already missed most of last year. You don't want him missing an entire other year again. This is the time where he's supposed to be showing just how much of a stud he is. He's so young, and he's had so many injury troubles, and if he continues to miss most of seasons, he's not going to have much of a career. And that really is unfortunate, because we've all seen what Severino's capable of. We've all seen it. Severino's a great talent. You want him to stay on the field so we could show that talent. I'm sure nobody, of course, is more frustrated than Luis Severino over this. He even said himself, I just want to pitch. (laughs) You know, someone with that talent, they just want to get out there and do their job. It must be frustrating. What the hell is wrong with my body? So let's just hope and pray for Severino that this is not a big deal and this will just go over somewhat quickly to the point where he could still go out there and pitch and contribute for the team. And of course, also when it comes to people being on the shelf early on, and he's going to miss the beginning of the year as well. We also know of James Paxton still recovering from his back surgery, but Boone and others have spoken of him resuming throwing in about a week, a week and a half maybe, and there's still word of a return in May or in June. It doesn't really seem like there's anybody with a truly definitive timeline for him yet. I assume it'll be easier for them to tell once he starts throwing again. They get a better look at where he's at when he ramps up physical activity. But time will tell with this, obviously, as it does with many things. But I'm pretty confident in the Paxton situation because apparently, after the surgery, the Yankees say he's moving along very well, so that's a positive sign. But all we can do is hope that the Severino situation wraps up as soon as possible and is nothing majorly concerning when they get a better idea after his tests, and Paxton can return as soon as he can. 
when it comes to this pitcher's injury news, but also not too rushed when it comes to Paxton because you also don't want to rush at this point in the season. You want him to come back fully ready so he doesn't experience any of these issues down the road or any other issues either. But of course, you pray he's back sooner rather than later, obviously. But just don't rush him because it's still early on. And as long as there's a potential for him to return in May, I think with the surgery that he had, I think that'd be a blessing. You only miss about a month, a month and a half from him. I could deal with that, especially with all the young talent that the Yankees have that could step in for the time being and take care of business when the Yankees need them to. Which leads me into my next point, because where we are now with those two, meaning Severino and Paxton, it creates interesting discussion, once again, as I've mentioned weeks prior, about who the fifth starter will be. Since as of now, since they're both out, I think it's safe to say that Happ and Montgomery are definitely going to be in there for now, but who could be the fifth? Because Happ would be three, and Montgomery would be four. If Severino is going to start the year on the IL and he's not going to be playing, and of course we all know Paxton is out until at least May or June, so who is that fifth guy going to be? Names like Davey Garcia, Michael King, who also pitched in yesterday's game against the Jays a bit, Clark Schmidt, Luis Sessa, the list goes on. Someone may get a chance at this spot for a while, and again, spring training becomes that much more exciting, but we can get a look at the next person who is willing and ready to step up for the team. And Michael King looked fine yesterday, although he got into trouble at times and had some hard contact off him. And Davey Garcia, although he didn't pitch yesterday, he's looked like his stuff is filthy when he's been doing bullpens and throwing to Yankee hitters. So that's definitely a good thing. So we'll see what happens in this department. It ought to be fun. Again, this is what I love about spring training. It makes it even more fun when there's competition for open spots on the team. Especially when injuries happen, you say, who's going to step up? That's all we were saying in 2019. Next man up, next man up. Who's next to take the spot while this guy recovers? It's all exciting. Speaking of the spring training games, though, obviously the first happened yesterday afternoon, and I was as vibrant and excited as a little kid again, as I said earlier, as I am every year at this time when baseball returns, so let's talk about it a bit. And not much happened, but I don't want to get into reviewing the games in spring training as much as I do the regular season games, of course. I'd just like to briefly say what everybody worth mentioning did on the Yankee side, and just give the final score, really. Quick stuff. They're exhibition games. They're not worth spending too much time on, you know? So, let's get into yesterday's game. Of course, the Yankees took on the Blue Jays. And not much happened, as I said, really in this game. The Blue Jays won 2-1. to one. But on the Yankee side, DJ LeMahieu, he went 0-1. He had a walk, and he struck out. Chris Giddens was the Yankee that got the Yankees on the board in the ninth inning when all the minor leaguers were in late in the game. When it was 2-0 Blue Jays, he had a solo shot to right center. It was a bomb. And he got the Yankees on the board 2-1, to one, which of course is the score that the Yankees lost by. Glaber played. He went 0-2 with a strikeout. Gio Urshela went 0-2 with a strikeout. Mike Ford went 0-2. Clint Frazier went 0 for 2. Kyle Higashioka went 0 for 2. Eric Kratz went 0 for 2. Roselle Herrera went 1 for 2. And Zach Granite went 0 for 2. So, obviously, a quiet day in the lineup. Very, very quiet. But the real thing that was worth mentioning, because there wasn't much to talk about offensively when it came to yesterday's game, was how good Jay Happ did. Now, Jay Happ kicked things off with starting pitching in spring training pitching the game against the Blue Jays yesterday. A lot of people were looking forward to seeing him, seeing how he was, seeing what kind of shape he's in, seeing what he has to offer early on, and he had quite a bit to offer because Jay Happ pitched two scoreless innings, perfect innings, six up, six down, struck out three guys. He had a lot of life on his fastball. The slider looked good. The changeup looked good, and that's encouraging to see. Jay Happ really seemed confident in what he did yesterday, and Aaron Boone and everybody on the Yankees seemed to be very happy with Jay Happ's brief performance in yesterday's game, which is awesome because, you know, Jay Happ is making a good amount of money, and you really want him to be good. The Yankees are going to be relying on him now, especially since he's probably going to be in that three spot without Paxson starting the year, and we're not really sure of Severino's fate to start the year as of yet. So you're going to need Jay Happ to step up a little bit, and he had a really rough season in 2019, as we know. 
But the Yankees did report that throughout the offseason, throughout this past offseason, Jay Happ really put in the work this winter. He really worked hard to improve and watched a lot of old film of himself, corrected a lot of his flaws, and apparently is ready to go and really have a significantly better season than last year. We can only hope. Because a lot of the time when you saw Jay Happ on the Yankees side of the card getting ready to pitch a game, you went, oh my god. <laughs> but hopefully it's different this year. I want every single Yankee to do good, as you know. I never root for a single Yankee to do badly. I mean, if you're rooting for anybody on your team to do badly, what are you doing rooting for the team? <laughs> so I want Jay Happ to succeed. I don't want to have to go, oh my god, when I see him on the Yankees side of the pitching matchup again. But his stuff looked good yesterday. I was pleasantly surprised. He made quick work of some guys. He really fooled some guys on pitches. The fastball, again, even Aaron Boone said, had a lot of life on it. The breaking pitches looked good. So best of luck to Jay Happ. I mean, I hope he has a really, really good year. I hope he turns it around. Michael King pitched yesterday. We got a little look at him. An inning in two-thirds. He allowed two hits. One walk, struck out one. Didn't allow any runs. And Luis Sessa also pitched yesterday. Luis Sessa got Michael King out of his second inning of trouble. He pitched an inning and a third. Then Nick Trapiano pitched. He allowed a run. Luis Avilan, former Met, pitched. He allowed a run. Caleb Ort pitched. Domingo Acevedo pitched. You had Brooks Crisk pitch. So you had a number of guys that took the mound yesterday, but really the ones that I was really focused on were Jay Happ and Michael King because I really wanted to see what Jay Happ was going to do to start off the spring, and I really wanted to get a good look at Michael King because even though Michael King has appeared in the majors, he's only pitched a couple innings, so we really haven't gotten that good of a look at him, just really what we've heard about how people are grading him and ranking him in the minors. But I'm glad at what I saw yesterday. He, he had some hard contact off him, and he got into trouble at times, but he got out of it in his first inning of work, and he got help getting out of it in his second inning of work. I assume we're going to be seeing a lot more of him this spring. This is not nearly the last time we'll be seeing Michael King, so I look forward to seeing him more. Of course, we got a little look at Luis Sessa, who did just fine, so that's good. But just a, a fun way to start things off. Yesterday was really just about the happiness of baseball being back. Right now, as we speak, the game against Tampa Bay is going on at Tampa Bay Spring Training Park post-Charlotte. This game is not being televised for the Yankees right now. Neither is tomorrow's game with Garrett Cole. Tisk, 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 guys. I want to watch Garrett Cole pitch. Come on. <laughs> But this game right now with the Yankees in Tampa is tied at one. Today, the Yankee lineup consists of Tyler Wade leading off playing at short. Miguel Andujar is batting second at third base. That is so good to see on the lineup card again. Luke Voigt is batting third at first base. He has a hit today. Chris Iannetta is batting cleanup and catching. Chris Giddens, who played in yesterday's game, is batting fifth at DH. Batting sixth is Estrada at second. Batting seventh is Estevan Florial in center. He has a run scored. Trey Amberge is batting eighth in right field. And Thomas Malone is in left and batting ninth. And Berge also has a hit. He's responsible for driving in the run on an RBI double. So that game is tied at one right now. David Hale is pitching in the bottom of the second right now. He's in a jam with runners on first and third, two outs. I'm just so excited to just be talking about live baseball on this show again. My God, <laughs> I'm just so excited. So again, we don't really care about the results of the games in spring training. Some clowns out there do. I'm not really sure why. It's really just about seeing progress and how guys are doing, especially the guys who are competing for spots on the roster when the regular season comes around, but it's just really, really fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to seeing guys like Michael King and David Garcia, anybody competing for a rotation spot once the regular season comes around, who might see some long relief in the bullpen. It's going to be fun to see, see how Miguel Andujar does, see how anybody does who was majorly impacted by injuries last year. Of course, the top priority in my mind being staying healthy as well. Just a lot to look forward to throughout this spring. There's no shortage of content, definitely. 
But again, speaking of tomorrow's game, I know a lot of people are not happy about what's going to be going on tomorrow because Garrett Cole is going to be pitching against Chris Archer. And this game is not being televised. Again, the only way we're going to be able to listen to this is if you have access to the Pirates radio, you'll be able to listen to it on their radio. But it's extra frustrating because the game's at George M. Steinbrenner Field, and they're not televising it. I know there are some games at George M. Steinbrenner throughout spring that don't get televised, but it's more likely to have a game there televised than when the Yankees are on the road in spring training. And Garrett Cole's pitching. And I know it's a spring training game. I mean, don't think I'm going nuts over here that I'm not going to see a spring training game, but it is Garrett Cole, and I'd like to see him on the mound for the first time, even if it is an exhibition game. So I'm not really sure why they made the decision not to televise that. But again, what are we going to do? Just a little interesting tidbit. I am a little bit upset that we're not going to be able to see Garrett Cole on television tomorrow. But again, still going to be interesting to see what happens in that game, what happens for the rest of today. I just saw Tampa just took the lead in the bottom of the second. And I guess I'll be listening on Pirates Radio tomorrow when this game is on. It's going to be at 6.35 p.m. Eastern tomorrow at George M. Steinbrenner Field. Again, the pitching matchup, Chris Archer against Garrett Cole tomorrow night at George M. Steinbrenner Field, not on television. If you have the MLB at Bad App or any access to listening to the radio on any MLB streaming platform, which again, I use at bat. Just try to get access to Pirates Radio. That's probably the best you're going to do. And it is pretty poetic that Garrett Cole is pitching against the Pirates because of course, as we know, that's a former team of his. So very interesting poetry at its finest, I guess. But nonetheless, that is all for episode 35 today. Thank you so much for listening. One last shout out to Team Left Jab as always. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And while you're at it, why don't you go follow me on social media if you're not already. You're listening to this podcast and you're not following me on social media. What is the matter with you? Be sure to go follow me on Facebook. You can find my fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Be sure to go follow me on Twitter, which I am most disgustingly active on, at Mike Scudero. And be sure to follow me on Instagram as well at MikeScuds97. And also be sure to go subscribe to the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel, by God. Be sure to go subscribe to that one and hit the notifications bell for every time I upload something new for Yapping Yankees. You get the notification for it and you could go and watch it. I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do each week to you, the listener. Whether you just listen or give feedback on the show, vote or reply on the polls, message me to talk about the Yankees, support me and show love on social media, whatever it is you do to show your love and support to me, I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your love and support every single day. Thank you. Oh, and before I go, one last little quick thing, an announcement regarding next week's episode. I'm not 100% sure when I'm going to be recording it because next weekend... I am crazy busy. I have a lot going on next weekend, a lot of plans, but I will get to recording it at some point. I'm just not sure when I'm going to record it, but it is going to release on Sunday, as it always does. It's just a matter of when I'm going to record it. That should be fun, because again, next weekend is crazy. But regardless, once again, thank you 3000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, March 1st, when I come at you with episode 36 of Yapping Yankees. And until then, continue to enjoy some good spring training baseball enjoy baseball it's so great that it's back so enjoy it and have yourselves a great week guys take care